Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner, really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomenon, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, the X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, X-Zone Radio TV. For more information on the X-Zone Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.xzoneradiotv.com or www.xzonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation, keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. This is A Different Perspective with Kevin Randall. A retired U.S. Lieutenant Colonel, Kevin Randall has been studying UFOs for nearly 50 years. Kevin has investigated some of the most famous UFO cases in the world and has been consulted for dozens of documentaries about UFOs. Considered one of the leading experts into the Roswell UFO crash of 1947, Kevin has written more than 25 books about UFOs, including the recently published Roswell in the 21st century. Now, here is the host of A Different Perspective, Kevin Randall. And welcome to A Different Perspective. Last week, you know, I kind of joked about doing breaking news, which is hard to do when you record the program for broadcast later. But I think we've got a situation here where we can kind of do that because some of the information that's been breaking in the last few days, I think, is relevant to what we're going to talk about. I'm going to be joined by Stephen Bassett, and he is the executive director of the Paradigm Research Group uh, 
founded in 1996 to end government-imposed embargo on truth behind extraterrestrial-related phenomenon. He has spoken to audiences around the world about the implications of formal disclosure. And that was one of the topics I wanted to talk about today is disclosure by world governments of an extraterrestrial presence engaging in human engaging the human race and giving over a thousand radio and television interviews. Some of them uh, I've conducted, by the way. Uh, BRG's advocacy work has been extensively covered by the national and international media, including being featured on CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, Washington Post, New York Times, New York Magazine, and on and on and on, and of course, a different perspective. In uh, 2003, PRG hosted a citizen hearing on disclosure at the National Press Club in Washington. In November of 2014, PRG launched two political initiatives in Washington, D.C. One sought the first hearings on Capitol Hill since 1968 regarding the extraterrestrial presence issue. The other sought to inject the ET issue into the, 19, uh, the 2016 presidential campaign. And uh, there's been some talk about those sorts of things coming around now, too. He has appeared in many documentary films, and his lectures and interviews are well present, represented on YouTube. Stephen Bassett, welcome to A Different Perspective. Kevin, as always, great to be with you, sir. And thank you for your service. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. We do the best we can when we're out there serving, I suppose. I don't know. I think so. Um, you know, when, when we began this conversation or this discussion about you coming on the program, I wanted to talk a little bit about disclosure and how it seems to be coming bumbling to the surface now. And you know that I've been not a been a fan of disclosure for a long time, meaning simply I didn't think it was coming. I, there didn't seem to be a motive for it. The U.S. government has no motive to disclose it. And the aliens don't seem to be wanting to land to tell us about themselves. So I figured that there really wasn't much we could do to force disclosure. But it looks like in the last uh, couple of weeks, there's been a lot of activity going on with the, I guess, the unidentified program on history and uh, other things coming out in the media. Are we moving closer to disclosure? Of course. We've been moving toward disclosure since 1947. Interestingly, yeah, but... interestingly enough, Kevin, we almost had formal disclosure. Remember, capital D, confirmation, formal disclosure from the president. That's what it is. That's the process, small d disclosure. That's always been going on. But we almost got capital D disclosure in 47, quite simply because uh, Truman learned quickly, unlike Marshall on the, the attack on Hawaii, uh, he wasn't out riding his horse that day, and he got the information, got something right back to General Ramey in Fort Worth saying, look, you got to get another press conference out and deny this, which he did within hours. And once that press conference was out, all the media that were heading toward Roswell, and they were heading on horseback, on bicycle, boats, planes, trains, helicopters, uh, said, oh, oh, okay, it's not, it's not a saucer, and turned around and went home. If they had not been able to get their act together quickly enough, those reporters would have arrived in Roswell and started interviewing everybody in sight. And I assure you, that would have been the ball game. So we almost had it. And we would have forced Truman to out announce, yes, we have a saucer. It turns out there's extraterrestrials in them. Uh, hooray, hurrah. But it didn't happen. Well, the, so other thing, the other thing they did was they moved all the players out of Roswell. They, the people that... Uh, Mac Brazel, for example, he was back home in Corona. Nobody's going to find the ranch without good directions. Marcel is in uh, Fort Worth with Ramey. And so it's... It, it, but true, they, they, they try to move some people around, but not that many. And there was so many people that knew something was going on. And the reporters would have been asking questions all over the place, fresh, at a time when the, there was no 
formal truth embargo when people were thinking, wow, you know, if something, this government says we have a saucer, by God, we have a saucer. It, it would have been over and they just barely made it. Now, today, something like that, hell, would have been on Facebook in about four minutes and gone around the world 20 times. So we didn't get it. And then from that point on, for the next 72 years, uh, there has been a long history of efforts by thousands of people to try to get the truth of this confirmed, at least, evidence, amounted evidence, and, and, and convince the government, their government, which they've paid for, uh, to confirm what was said in that one memo or that one press release in 1947. Uh, so anything that's happening now stands on the shoulder of seven decades of work by what I like to refer to as citizen science research journalist activists, people who are in, into this issue, they're researching it, they're, they're, they're getting witnesses together, they're writing journalistic pieces, but all on the fringe, not in the mainstream. Uh, they're working out of their own pocket. They have no money. They have no resources. And they're up against the most powerful and most wealthy nation in the world. That's the shoulders that the current developments stand on. But it's okay, because as long as we get to the finish line and end this embargo once and for all, everybody wins. But what I was looking at is it seemed that the government is becoming a little bit looser with the information, with the um, the release of the Nimitz tape. Sure. And and some of those, some high-ranking members of um, the government coming out and sort of supporting the idea that the flying saucers are extraterrestrial. Absolutely. And there's a reason for that. Um, uh, let's put it this way. The circumstance, well, there, there have been people within the military intelligence complex which is the phrase I use, and it's a very accurate phrase. Everybody knows what it means. Deep state, I have no idea what that means. But military, there have always been people in there that felt that the people did have a right to know and that they should be told about this. They were there in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and so forth. I think on occasion, uh, someone might leak something, pull something out, say something, reflecting their desire to see this advance. However, of course, it wasn't their call, and there were consequences. Uh, and these incidents have been, uh, these efforts, which ultimately did not succeed, are well documented and people can review them. They've always been there. Um, and the pressure on the truth embargo, of course, gathering every year, getting greater and greater and greater. And ultimately, that's a problem for the government because whatever your motivations are, whatever your agenda is, it, even if you, you collectively do not want this presence, ET presence acknowledged, uh, if it's going to be acknowledged, if you see the inevitable in front of you, then it's probably a good idea to get out in front of it. So what happened circa 2015 is that a plan was put in place, started to come together, that ultimately ended up with a result that I never thought I would see in my lifetime, is that the military intelligence complex, by proxy, is actually leading the disclosure movement, capital D disclosure movement, which I never thought I would see in my lifetime. In other words, they are actively pursuing not only the evidentiary disclosure process, but ultimately disclosure by a head of state. And that's what's going on. Well, I think the we look at the, the news, what's come out in the news in the last few weeks 
and the direction some of that stuff is going. And the New York Times reporting on the topic with a serious tone as opposed to the ridicule that's usually directed at stories of UFOs. You don't believe in those little green men, do you, type attitude. And that was the thing that I've noticed is a change in the the attitude of the media, many of the people in the media, about UFOs. I, I, I agree, but let me expand on that a little bit. Uh, there's a lot of misconceptions. The media has covered this issue far more than people think. And most of the coverage has been serious. The we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pounds. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. The we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pounds. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. The reason I know this is that on my website, paradigmresearchgroup.org, under resources, I have a print media archive, which I've been compiling since 2006. Recently, it crossed the 11,000 article threshold. So, and that's not all the articles that have been written, I assure you. I would estimate since 47, the number of articles, English language press, maybe 25,000, maybe another 25,000 in, in foreign language press. 11,000 articles. If you go read them all, which will take up a little time, you will learn that 90 plus percent, maybe even more, particularly the early ones, 40s, 50s, are serious. They're not little green men articles. The, the occasional hum, humiliation piece or the silly debunking piece uh, uh, might turn up, and that's what people remember. But in fact, the media has actually covered this with serious intent. What the media hasn't done is because of the truth embargo, because of the understandings and the circumstance that the government worked very hard to create in the 50s and 60s, they don't go past a serious article. It's one thing to write a serious article. It's another to head over to the Pentagon and then say to the Pentagon people, okay, look, this is what we just learned. What do you, what do you say about that? Let me uh, break in here, Steve, because mm-hmm. I've, got to, I've got to take a, a time out. Sure. So we'll be back discussing this and we'll, care, we'll pick up right there. I wanted to mention, of course, that there's some underfined programs on the X-Zone Broadcast Network at XZBN, so make sure you take a look at that when you get a chance. And I'll have information on my blog at www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com. I will be back right after this with Stephen Bassett, and we'll be talking about disclosure, and maybe we'll get to Tom Wilson if we get a chance. We'll be right back. It's hard to listen to the news without realizing we're living in volatile, unprecedented times. Yet never has there been such an opportunity to transform the human condition. As old structures fail, where can we find the guidance to co-create a better way? Find Your Path Home is an ever-evolving, leading-edge information, education, and healing resource center designed to support and guide you on your path to unity and enlightenment. Based on sound principles employed by Shaman Worldwide, we provide techniques that can support you through the current transitions, offering online shamanic classes, 
international long-distance shamanic healing sessions, complimentary Mission Evolution radio episodes and Stairway to Heaven TV vignettes, seminars, retreats, and much more. All of this can be found on findyourpathhome.com. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, simultv.com, simultv.com. What's simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. SIMULTV.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about SIMULTV.com. SIMULTV.com. I am here with Stephen Bassett, he of the Disclosure Project, and his website is www.paradigmresearchgroup.org. Uh, and he just mentioned that with a lot of good information on it. We were talking about, I guess, the ridicule in the press, and I was going to disagree with one of the things you said. I, When I say the, the, the media sort of brings down the ridicule curtain on UFOs, I'm thinking more of the national media, because you get a lot of interesting stories from the local um, media that does have a serious twist to it. But I also think of things like the uh, Robertson panel, which was designed specifically to debunk UFOs and ridicule the whole idea. And the idea that, um, I guess, sort of an invisible college that Hynek talked about of, of uh, scientists who want to talk about UFOs getting shouted down by their colleagues who thinks there's sure. nothing to it. So there, there is those sorts of problems that you deal with. Of course. Uh, but These elements are there, Kevin. Yeah, uh, and it's true that as you move up the the ladder toward the highest end media, the tendency for uh, a, somewhat of a ridicule or funny article goes up. And yet, if you read all eleven thousand of the articles I have linked on my site, you will find that there are plenty of articles, even at the highest end, that took the issue seriously. What has happened in the last two years is the media has been taken to another level, and it's not surprising. Because what happened on October the 11th, 2017, is that a proxy program was announced and launched called the To the Stars Academy of Arts and Sciences. This is a program, or a concept that was put together by people inside the military intelligence complex or connected to it during 2015, 2016. And it was, uh, uh, it was hinted at. Uh, the first time we even knew anything about it, I believe anything about it, was when uh, Todd DeLong gave an interview to uh, George Knapp, March, I think around March 27, 2016, and said, something's coming, something's coming, it's going to be big, I'm talking to people inside, yada, yada, yada. But he's a rock musician, right? Uh, and a lot of people said, I don't think so. Well, uh, he, he said he was going to publish a book related to this project, which happened within 30 days, and that got my attention. And then, but we did not hear anything significant about it until the WikiLeaks uh, emails were dropped just before the election of 2018, 2016 rather. And uh, we learned that Tom DeLonge had been approaching and dealing with the uh, Clinton political team, particularly John Podesta, not the Republican side, just the Democratic side. 
And then we learn, hmm, there is something going on here. But still, it was not launched until 11 months later. And so well, let me let me break in because I have a question here. Yeah, you mentioned sure. Podesta and the Clinton team. Right. And not talking to, obviously, the Trump team. Was right. that the assumption that Clinton was going to win and Trump had no no uh, hope of winning? And so they were dealing with the with the people they thought were going to be in the power in the White House. And had they known how the election was going to go or it had been projected as being somewhat closer, would they have dealt with the Republicans as well? The answer to the last one is no. The answer to the first one is yeah. Um, I th That's exactly what was going on. And, and I believe I may have played a role in that. Now, I have not been corrected by anyone within the Two Stars Academy team, uh, though they've never contacted me at all, ever. And I don't expect them to for some time to come. However, I was intimately involved. I mean, very much involved and on top of that entire election, going all the way back to 2014. And my plan, even before the we launched the citizen hearing in April of 2013, was to create that mock hearing and then send a complete record of the United States Congress at some point to get their attention and then uh, go, go back to Washington and try to develop an, uh, a storyline in the election, which is going to last for damn near two years, which brought out the fact that there was a significant connection between the entire political team, the Clinton political team, and the extraterrestrial issue, which has been known for a long time, and efforts to get that connection out there uh, have failed because, well, it's just the news that the journalists didn't see the, the value of going there. But now she's the leading candidate for president. Uh, in a long election about to run. And so this is a different thing. And so I succeeded. I had a public relations person who knew a lot of contacts in Washington. I hit the media hard. And before you know it, the, st the story started appearing in December of 2014 and continued for the next uh, nearly two solid years in, in the New York Times, in the Washington Post, in the Times of London, in every major paper, over 400 articles connecting Clinton to the extraterrestrial issue, discussing the Rockefeller initiative, discussing Podesta's previous comments, and she's the leading candidate to be president. Now, that's a big story. And my hope was that it would just explode, as stories often do, and the result, the thing would come out, she would have to go, to go deep into it, Barack Obama would probably ended up being the disclosure president. That was the plan. But it didn't quite work. And the reason it didn't quite work is because the media, again, failed us on this issue, not by ridicule, but by they, 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 they adhere to the truth embargo, the 70 year policy, unspoken in these times. And so when the 26 or 36 debates and forums were held between the two, two parties and candidates, might have been more, all of the news host moderators, all multimillionaires, virtually every single one of them, some making as much as eight, nine, 10 million a year, did not ask a single question of any candidate, including her, about these articles. They're appearing all over the world. And also, because of these articles and because reporters were pressing on the campaign and her and Podesta, they had to make controlled, limited hangout statements about the ET issue. Not enough to ignite a fire, but they had to say something. Otherwise, reporters were going to get unbearable. And so she appears on this show and that show, and her husband turns up and Podesta turns up, and they're talking ETs, and that's generating more articles. In spite of all of that, not a single one of these hosts asked a single question about the connection between the leading candidate to be president and the ET issue. A failure of television journalism hosts that is historic. 
and the, and they will be excoriated for this, but whatever. So they, they got through the uh, debate, debates, no questions, and they figured they were home free. They shut up and headed on to the White House because the plan, and I'm more than happy to have Hillary Clinton write an article completely rebutting the statement. And if she can, can confirm me of that, I will happily apologize publicly. But the plan all along was Hillary Clinton was, what she wanted to do in 2008, didn't work, was going to become the president of the United States, the first woman president of the United States, and she was going to end the truth embargo. The embargo that had denied her husband information, stonewalled him, stonewalled Carter, stonewalled Barack Obama. Basically, we're the military intelligence complex. These are USAP programs. Go pound sand, Mr. President. You don't have a need to know. Leave us alone. She was going to end this truth embargo and go down in history. They would have probably put her face on Mount Rushmore. and But she couldn't get into it before she was in the White House because the risk was it could cost her the election. It was a fatal mistake on her part. If she had gone further into this issue, if she had brought the reporters in and said, yeah, let me tell you what we know, it would have changed the subject completely away from all the other nonsense going on and she would have become president of the United States. That was the plan. And that is what the military intelligence complex people sitting over at the Pentagon and the CIA looking out their window, having a ham sandwich, was seeing. They were seeing the leading candidate to be president, talking about the issue on one show after another, articles pouring out all over the place, and they figured she's going to disclose. Now, what do we do? Well, this is not a complicated problem for them. If they don't make some kind of effort to show that they're on our side, meaning even if it's a representatives of them and not them themselves, because, well, it couldn't be them themselves because that would be illegal and unconstitutional. They got all get to lose their careers. But if they don't do something to become part of the solution and not the problem, what is going to happen for sure is the, the, the president will announce there's an extraterrestrial presence and all of the president's minions will confirm it. And then there'll be confirmation from Russia and China. And guess what all these politicians are going to do? They're going to throw the military intelligence complex right under the bus. They're going to say, you know, well, he wanted to tell you in 50 and 70 and 80, but they locked it down. They, 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 they stonewalled presidents of the United States. They created super secret programs. They hid it from us. It's all their fault. They knew that was going to happen. And they don't see themselves as the bad guys. They see themselves as honest uh, brokers of peace, trying to protect the United States government, trying the United States of America in very difficult times. And they're not the bad guys. And so they needed to do something. And the idea that they had in mind turned out to be very similar to the idea that musician Tom DeLonge had. He had the funds and, the, and the, the resources to travel anywhere in the country he wanted, attend any event that public could get into where there might be some big shots, and he'd buttonhole him and try to get let him talk to him and let him know he had some ideas, he, what he wanted to convey to him, he knew about the ET issue. And I, he was rebuffed for a while, but eventually they, they said, let's talk, Tom. And I think when they finally talked, they realized that Tom and them were on the same page and that he could be part of this. Why? Because this program, To the Stars Academy, right? By the way, that's a very soft name, To the Stars Academy of Arts and Sciences. Kind of reminds you of the Television Academy of Arts and Sciences. Very soft, very nice. They weren't going to call it the Starship Trooper program uh, for War in Heaven, right? And so they got a soft name, but they needed somebody who was the public. They couldn't launch that program and have some 30-year CIA operative of uh, being the CEO because that was going to take huge amount of grief from the very paranoid and distrustful public. They needed a citizen. 
who had never worked for the military intelligence complex, who could reach the millennials, who was a nice guy, very popular, and had money, because this stuff's going to cost money. And so, boom, that's how it came together. And they, launched, they, were, they intended to launch it, in my view, shortly after Clinton was elected. Uh, in that interim period before the, 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 uh, the, uh, the uh, inauguration, so that they were out in front. However quickly she acted, they were already out in front of the issue. It is fundamentally a PR maneuver on the military intelligence complex, and one that, of course, we welcome and will benefit us all. Well, we're going to have to take another break here. Sorry, because you, you were on a roll there, and I was enjoying it myself. I hope so. <laughs> As I say, take a look at www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com. And I'm going to remind you all that I'm going to be in Roswell here in a couple of weeks. And if you have questions for some of the people down there that you'd like me to uh, interview and try to get some answers for you, uh, send it on uh, uh, at the end of the um, comment section of the emails or the uh, blog. I'll be back right after this with Stephen Bassett. So stick around. How would your life change if you could develop the business and personal skills that you need in order to make more money? Do you want to learn how to achieve your big life goals faster? Then go to findhiddenmoney.com and get the Goal For It online course. The course teaches you how you can set and achieve your biggest goals while completely overcoming the roadblocks to your goals so that you can realize your dreams and imagine more success. Go to findhiddenmoney.com. Memorable dynamic presentations are a not-so-secret weapon in the business world. Do you have a powerful message that must be shared, but you haven't found a way to deliver that message? Do you want to be known as a top public speaker who gets amazing results? Are you ready to create and deliver your powerful message? Thomas Hides can help you create and deliver your speech to get the results you desire. Visit IconQuality.com. Did you expect your business to flourish, but instead it plateaued or didn't get off the ground yet? Would you like to achieve massive goals and discover new sources of income within your business? When you're ready to experience that type of success with fast results, Cindy Hendricks is the business coach for you. Her work with entrepreneurs and business owners has been life-changing. To get you and your business where you want to be, go to imaginemoresuccess.com. Has the fear of public speaking stalled your business or personal life? What would you give to develop and maintain supreme confidence? Have an invaluable private program to always perform at your best. Imagine how you would feel. You can have all that and so much more today with Thomas Hyde's life-changing course called Number One Fear Unleashed. Visit NumberOneFear.com and be liberated from your fear of public speaking. I am here with Stephen Bassett. We're talking disclosure. And for those of you who didn't figure out what I was trying to say before the break, if you have questions for some of the people who will be showing up in Roswell, and I want to do some broadcasts down there, pick up some uh, interviews down there, if you have some questions for them, append them to the, in the comment section of the blog, and I'll pick it up from there. I don't know why I was unable to get that out, but now I've gotten it out. Um, Stephen, when we went away, we were on the verge of getting all of the information about disclosure and you had some additional thoughts you wanted to make? Yeah, following this timeline, 
This is important because this is a very defined and important timeline. So the Tunes and Stars Academy launches on October 11th, uh, 2017. Now the question is, what are they going to do next? What's their first move? Uh, would it be trivial? Would it be significant? Well, it was significant. What they did is they approached one way or another the New York Times and provided them information about a number of uh, stories or some news that they were aware of. The New York Times wasn't. Uh, and as a result, about a month after they launched, on December the 16th, two news stories broke in the New York Times at this, on the same day, front page, below, below the fold. Uh, they were written by, both were written by the same people, Helene Cooper, staff writer, Leslie Kane, independent journalist who's written on this subject for years, and two-time Pulitzer Prize winner, uh, Ralph Blumenthal, just to make sure people realize this is a serious, these are serious articles. And as many of your listeners know, these articles announced that there had been a program called the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program that had been run most of the time by a gentleman by the name of Luis Elizondo, uh, and it ended in 2012, that it was uh, urged on the, uh, the Department of Defense by a, a Senate Majority Leader, Harry Reid, that he was he was urged to do it by billionaire uh, aerospace uh, contractor uh, Bob Bigelow, uh, and that they had researched uh, a number of things, including events and sightings, and and uh, had established a research facility at Bigelow Aerospace to, to, to look into, quote, metamaterials or unusual materials that might have come from crashed objects. They also released three gun camera footages, including one from the very important Nimitz case, the pilot that was involved, one of the pilots, others have come forward in that case, came out publicly and spoke about it. And they showed, and these, these releases of gun camera footage were the first ever by any country in the world in history though there are thousands and thousands of such gun camera footages in the files of governments around the world who have defense air forces. And it was published in the New York Times and on their site and seen by millions, if not hundreds of millions of people all over the world. This was, these are some of the two most important news stories ever written. And they normally would have created a massive explosion, including congressional hearings and Lord knows what, except history is fickle, a lot, lot happening in the world. All of this is taking place in the middle of the most chaotic, bizarre political uh, transition in American history, with dozens of investigations underway, multiple constitutional crises underway, a very, very odd situation. So intense that even stories like this were, were, were not going to hold up. Okay, fine. But the effect of that article was to start loosening up the wrappings on the package, the package being disclosure, capital D. And so not surprisingly, we fully expected that more was coming and we might see some things coming out of left field, right field, maybe some witnesses turning up. And then what? And then the next thing they did after that was they, the History Channel had been uh, uh, covering them and, and, and video, videotaping them for years, for months rather, and they launched a six-hour series called Unidentified which was to sort of bring what, they, what this whole idea to the larger public in a big way and put it permanently on the record. By the same time, they launched Project Blue Book, which is a theatricized version of Hynek's work, which is, uh, I think, pretty cool. They also, and, and they highlighted the real programs. There's at least three or four other programs related to the ET issue in the modern sense with disclosure implications in the works. This is the unraveling of the, of the package. Well, let me, let me break in and ask a question here, because yeah. there's controversy about uh, Luis Alessandro, and I'm sure you're aware of it. I'm fully aware of it. Um, 
who's responsible for generating that? If this is a plan by the government to move us toward disclosure, who's the opposition that is, is that is trying to, uh, I guess, discredit part of the research by suggesting Alessandro wasn't who he says he was? First of all, I've reviewed all of the, quote, attacks, which were expected. This truth embargo is 70 years old. People are frustrated, angry. They don't trust the government. What's the, what's the trust level of the Congress now? 2%, 5%? Uh, they're paranoid, and so suddenly a program emerges out of the military intelligence complex itself, and so naturally they're going to they're going to go after it. They're going to attack it. I get that. It's okay. However, all of the attacks are bogus. They're not solid. They're nonsense. There's been one or two things. One in particular, it did have the earmark of possibly being backed by those inside the military intelligence complex who oppose this uh, project, which there are, uh, however many there are, there apparently is enough support to allow them to move forward. Because I assure you, if the, if the military intelligence complex, CIA, DOD, didn't want these men and, and that one woman doing what they're doing, it would end. But they haven't. Uh, and that may have come from there. But mostly it's just people on the Internet deciding, hey, I, I see something wrong. No, uh, none of them hold up. None of them hold water. Well, the only thing that bothers me about this is the only documentation I have seen, um, and it links uh, Alessandro um, to uh, to the ATIP program, mm -hmm. is the letter that came from Harry Reid's office. So he's listed as one of the recipients of, of that letter, but I haven't seen anything that documents his leadership role in the... Uh, well, first of all, first of all, uh, what, what, what you have... The people involved, the people on the inside that have made statements, Harry Reid's letter, all of this is more than enough to indicate clearly he was what he said he was. Uh, but there are those that say, oh, no, 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 I, I got to have the hard documents. I want them straight out of the Pentagon vault. And, and I get that. But here's what they're missing. And this is the most important thing your listeners are going to hear right now today. And that's this. You really have to know a lot about the history of this to understand how difficult is the task that these nine men and women, actually it's 10 men and one woman, uh, are trying to do. They have been allowed to go forward. However, this is the most profound issue in history. There are enormous implications in every aspect of life, and certainly political. The Department of Defense does not have the right to disclose. It works for the president. Only the president can disclose. And so they have to walk a very careful line. And so as this thing was being put together inside, there were clear rules of engagement that were set down. One, you will not disclose anything that has not been declassified by the DOD. Two, you will not violate any aspect of your non-disclosure agreements. You will not say the word extraterrestrial. You can walk up to that line and then retreat, and do it dozens of times, and you will be careful who you engage. Because if you do not stay within those lines, you will be shut down. And so they come out to try to engage this issue into a public that's now had 70 years of awareness of this. And yeah, thousands of people very knowledgeable about it. They would love to get them in a room and pick their brains. And they still have to make this go forward. It is incredibly difficult to do. And the idea that the Pentagon is going to say, oh, yeah, just dump out documents. Oh, yeah, here's what happened here. Here's what happened there. No, they're not going to do that. Why? Because if they did, it would undermine the prospects. We will eventually see all of these, and everybody's questions will be answered. But for well, now, the other, we, thing, 
the other thing oh. that I wanted to say is there's really two lines of inquiry here. One is is Alessandro, who he says he is. He is. Which is which is really irrelevant when you look at the information coming out about the Nimitz and, sure. and those people. Sure. You know, if you discredit Alessandro, you have not discredited the Nimitz. And and too many people are not separating those two, I guess, roads from one another. They're thinking if you discredit him, then the whole thing collapses, and that's simply untrue. There are people trying to discredit any every aspect of this. Uh, Kevin, it's the internet, it's Chinatown, Jake. <laughs> okay, there's fifty hundred million people out there that have an almost equal platform to the New York Times in some ways. It's okay. That's why you're going to get libeled, you're going to be insulted, and all kinds of things are going to happen. It would have been absolutely unacceptable in 1940, 50, 60. But that's just the world we live in. And we're going to move forward. We can't chase down every single objection from 400 million Facebook, Twitter users who think they have an angle on this. I'm not going to do it. I'm, going to, I, I have, I'm, I'm on top of this, and I'm telling what's going on. If people don't like it, that's okay. So uh, we've got another avenue of inquiry going on, and this is Admiral Tom Wilson. Yes. And he's apparently involved with Eric, is it Eric Walker? No, 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 no. This is this is a complicated development that comes under yes. the heading of the wrappings on the package that are getting uh, loosened. Uh, just some, a, a set of documents was recently delivered to Grant Cameron. These documents refer to events that took place in 1997 that most of the top people in this field have known about for years. Uh, Stephen Greer was the one, I think, that first brought it up, and he brought it up many times. And not surprisingly, plenty of people said, no, I don't believe a word of it, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and it's, it involves people that were in deep security status and so forth. And it, and it, and it stems from an approach made to Admiral Thomas Wilson by Greer, Dr. Greer and Edgar Mitchell, the astronaut who, was, who had entered the, the subject matter at that point to provide his stories, which confirmed, as far as he was concerned, that Roswell was a crashed ET vehicle and that their bodies were obtained. And they, they asked Wilson to, to check up on what they, what they told him were a number of USAP programs, Deep Black, Absolutely nobody knows about them except the people in them kind of programs. Well, we're gonna have to, I'm going to have to break here. Okay. And we'll get back to Tom Wilson and what he's told uh, in, these, in these documents, what he revealed in these documents in just a moment. Uh, once again, I want to mention that there's some uh, other fine programs about the paranormal on the X-Zone Broadcast Network. So take a look at xzbn.net. And I always have additional information at www.kevinrandall.broadcast.com. <laughs> www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com. I'll try to get things in order here before we end. We'll be back right after this with Stephen Bassett. Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, 
and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. Christopher Fulton is a survivor of the national security state. All he wanted to do was preserve history when he acquired a Cartier watch from the estate of President Kennedy's personal secretary. But that simple act set off a terrible chain reaction. He was pursued by the U.S. Justice Department and the FBI, thrust into the middle of the U.S. government's Assassination Records Review Board, even monitored and pursued by the Russian government. All because that Cartier watch was the missing link of evidence, a timepiece worn by JFK that fateful day in Dallas, a link resulting in Christopher being incarcerated and attacked for nine years because he opened a hidden chapter in history. The intriguing journey outlined fully in Christopher Fulton's memoir, The Inheritance, is available now through Trinday.com or Amazon.com. The Inheritance, Poisoned Fruit of JFK's Assassination by Christopher and Michelle Fulton is a must-read, an incredible tale of how easily our own government can overrule justice. The Inheritance, Poisoned Fruit of JFK's Assassination. I am... Here with Stephen Bassett, we're talking about uh, disclosure and Admiral Tom Wilson. Uh, once again, his website is www.paradigmresearchgroup.org. Stephen, when we went away, we were talking about Tom Wilson, and yeah. I had to break you off, so pick it up from that point. Well, it's not just Tom, Admiral Wilson, but to, to continue the story leading up to the document, really, is that... The way, the way Greer at that time and repeatedly described what happened was they approached Wilson, they asked him to look into it. He comes back to him and confirms that, yes, there are programs doing these kinds of things, dealing in the ET issue, UFO issue, dark black programs, but he can't get access to him and he's mad as hell. That's pretty much what was said. Now, over the ensuing years, uh, little bits and pieces and an odd document was turning up with certain researchers, colleagues of mine. But not enough to get it out and get into it. Uh, pretty much Greer's story was all we knew for a long time. Well, what's happened is that some documents, how many pages we don't know, but it could be many, uh, were, were provided to Grant Cameron from source. Grant Cameron then put those out. He has addressed them, and so has Richard Dolan at length. 
It can easily be found by doing a Google search on Admiral Wilson document release. But why this is significant is this. Wilson did a lot of inquiries. He, he did a lot of meetings. It wasn't like he just made a couple of phone calls and they told him to go pound sand. And there was obviously much more to this then than what we knew. And other people were brought in. One of those was a very distinguished scientist named Dr. Eric Davis. And he talked to people involved, including Miller, because there's another person. Uh, one, one of the people that a, a, a t accompanied uh, um, uh, Greer and, uh, and uh, uh, Mitchell. Mitchell was Will uh, Miller, uh, who was a military officer, Navy officer, I believe. And he, he, he talked with him as well. And so in, in the ensuing back and forth and everything that was going on, which is a long story, I assure you, Eric Davis had some meetings and he took notes. And those notes were recently released to Grant Cameron, along with perhaps other materials. And when you read these notes, you quickly see and completely confirms Greer's story about approaching Wilson, Wilson's attempt to find that information, people he was talking to, how angry he got, and the fact that it was confirmed to him ultimately that yes, there, were, there was a crash at Roswell, there were UFOs being re-engineered, they had bodies. Uh, that's a big deal. Why? Because all of these men are alive. Now, uh, it is my understanding from source that uh, Miller was approached, and he has denied everything. If that is true, it is understandable. Well, I thought I thought Wilson had also denied the meeting took place. Wait a minute. Have I, uh, I, I thought it was I, I Wilson may, who denied it. Look, look I, I may be wrong there. It, it doesn't really matter, but it's either Wilson or Miller were approached. But let's say it was Wilson. And he denied everything. That may very well be the case. Now, well, that, let, me, let, me just, let me just interject here. If, yeah. if the story is true, Nils, Wilson would have had to deny it. Absolutely. If it's, that's, that's the if thing. it's untrue, he would have denied it. And, or he had, he, when you're dealing with people that were involved in the highest level of government with the highest levels of classification, with information about USAPs, uh, you're, you're not dealing with a regular person, right? This, these are people from in a very special place. They only have a couple of options. One is to deny it outright. Two is to say, I have no idea what you're talking about. Three is to say, I cannot make a comment. And four is to say, absolutely, that's what happened. And depending upon the circumstances, they'll pick one of those four. He chose to say, deny it all. And, uh, it, and is that a lie? Yes. But it is, it, is, uh, it is unusual in the context of national security? No. This is a very intense time right now, both politically, militarily, and so forth. So I mean no disrespect to Wilson. However, there well, is let somebody... Me, let, me, let, me, let me finish here. Let me finish here, Kevin. There is one other person that's absolutely key, Eric Davis. If Dr. Eric Davis confirms these notes, case closed, QED, that's it. And guess what? There has been an attempt to get Dr. Eric Davis to respond. And what we know so far is that, and I, and I believe the response did not come back from him, but from one of the other members of the To The Stars Academy team. Eric Davis is not on the To The Stars Academy team, but he is connected to it. And the response is, we cannot talk about this at this time. We cannot comment upon this at this time. 
Uh, and there were some other statements made, which I can tell you is basically a, 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 a non-yes-yes. Uh, so eventually, Dr. Eric Davis will have to speak to this, but they are holding their fire right now, and I understand why, uh, but I assure you that, uh, let me do this way, I have reviewed the documents, I know the history, I am quite confident these documents are completely valid. Well, let me, there was one thing in there that bothered me, and that was the reference to uh, Philip Corso and his book. And I know when this mm -hmm. conversation supposedly took place back in 1997, Corso's book had just come out. Right. But, but there's a lot of problems with Corso's book. So what? Um, so what? Corso's book was written by Will, Will Burns. Yes. William Burns, all right? Yes, the yes, notes yes. That, that an 80-some-year-old man gave him. And he wrote a book, and he wanted to sell a lot of books. Don't blame him. And there's some things in there which are, are off, okay? But the core story that Philip Corso had access to information regarding Roswell while working under Trudeau at the Foreign Technology Office, the Air Force, uh, with the um, uh, assignment to see if some of the technology uh, ideas could be passed over to our civilian contractors and civilian uh, or corporations to possibly give us a head up, that has not been debunked. And that is true. And this whole idea that if you can find something wrong in some story written by somebody else on page 355, we have got to go after the Philip Corso story. Let me be clear, Kevin. This, we've been at this for a long time. And we're headed for disclosure. And there's a lot of people out there that now can speak. They have the access to the world. And they're doing so. God bless them. But we are not going to be deterred from getting disclosure by everybody who comes up with this objection and that objection, who fundamentally don't know what the hell they're talking about, but they want to be on the stage and they want to get it out there. Fine. Criticize all day long. It's the people that are at the top of this that understand what's going on. People like Dolan and others. We know what's going on and we know what has to happen. But we're not going to chase after every objection. Now, if a really strong objection turns up where somebody says, wow, here is a huge hole in this problem, I assure you that the, the top people in this field are going, are going to address that. But most of the stuff is just, I need to make a post on the Internet. Well, my problem with Corso is his story doesn't make sense in the context of 1947 and the way Why military, because of the way the military would have moved the bodies from Roswell into Wright Field and his idea that they stopped at uh, the overnighted at. Uh, <laughs> Well, see, you can laugh at that, but it, there's a real problem with this because he claims that he saw the bodies of Fort Wiley, Kansas, and there really is no way that that could have happened. I don't know and, about that. I, I, I think it would take an intense investigation to know about what could or could not have happened back then. But let me point out, Kevin, that never before likely in history had the United States military ever had to move extraterrestrial bodies around. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. There are procedures for moving classified materials from one point to another, and this, those, this, this those rules normal, were violated. This isn't normal classified material, Kevin. It's still classified material, and you don't have to do anything extraordinary to, to guard it. You would have followed the normal procedures for dealing with classified material. That is a statement that I understand you're making. You would have, they should have, and I'm saying I don't know. I have no idea what they should have or wouldn't have done. That They could have departed from woulda, shoulda, coulda. This was unprecedented. This is a crash vehicle with alien bodies in it. These people have, they're dealing with it for the first time. They don't know what the hell to do. 
And so they're doing what they're doing. And so finding little things like that and then saying, well, this undermines no, Philip Corso. I, no, it just no, doesn't it's, for it's not a little thing. It's not a little thing. It's a complete violation of the regulations they would have operated under at the time. That's all I'm saying. And that bothers me about the Corso story. And I'm suggesting that they violated the regulations. They've done it. They do it all the time. They violate regulations all the time if they feel it's in the service of national security. They've been doing it for 70 years. Uh, but this wouldn't have been in the... It, we're getting off track here, but it wouldn't have been in helping national security by violating the regulations by what Corso's story was about the trip to uh, right field. But if, if, unfortunately, I've, I've raised this question yeah. at the very end. <laughs> that, mean, that means you're going to have to have me back. Yeah, I'm afraid that's that's true. I'm going to have to have you back and we can discuss this at, at length. But uh, the, the point really is you accept the... Um, the, the Admiral Wilson story as being um, as being true. Absolutely. The, the, and the, the documents from, from Eric... Um, uh, Eric Davis notes Eric Davis I, 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 that have been revealed so far, the 15 pages. I, I have every, every uh, belief that they... I, is my, I'm, quite convinced, I'm quite convinced they're true. They're okay, okay. Well, we're going to have to leave it there, and I'm really sorry about that because I would have loved to carry this on for another four or five hours. <laughs> Hey, but, yeah, it's your podcast, my friend. You can make it as long as you want. Actually, I can't. So there you go. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, well, thank you. Uh, but but one thing, Kevin. One thing, Kevin. Yes. Look, if you have Please an opportunity, if you've written something more specifically about the Fort Riley thing and why that's an issue, and you can send that to me, I'll be happy to review it. I will do so. I will do thank so. You. Thank you thank very you. much, Stephen. Ready. Uh, next week, I will have on Nick Redfern, and we're going to be talking about his book about conspiracies and cover-ups and things like that. And as I said, I'll be in Roswell uh, over the 4th of July weekend. I'll be having an opportunity to interview some people for the for the radio show, and I'll have an opportunity to vote, interview some of them off the radio show. If you have questions, uh, pen them to the comment section of, of uh, this uh program and whatnot and we will be back in 167 hours with uh, nick redfern so be looking for us If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide. 
They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simul TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today.